You are listening to Building the Future, Green Building in the New Millennium, brought to you by SustainableHomesOfTheFuture.com. I'm your host, Ian Sollenberger, and this podcast is for anyone that wants to collaborate and learn more about how to design and construct energy-efficient buildings for an environmentally sustainable future. If you have questions about how to design and build with a lower environmental impact, or you'd like to come on our show as a guest, please email me directly at info at shf, that's sustainable homes of the future, shfbuild.com. Visit our website at shfbuild.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at shfbuild. Our mission with this podcast is to inspire you, our listeners, to go out and be sustainability advocates. Share these ideas so we can truly push this industry forward. We need each and every one of you to help us build the future today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Building the Future podcast. Uh, My name is Ian Sollenberger, and I'm very excited today to uh, have a guest who is the CEO and founder of uh, two companies in the uh, prefabricated or factory-built construction space and design space, uh, Living Homes and Plant Prefab. Um, He is also the founder uh, of the Sustainable Business Council here in LA. Uh, He was voted Clean Tech CEO of the Year by Clean Tech Weekly. Um, And he's here to talk to us about his expertise in designing and constructing factory-built homes here in Los Angeles and how that can apply uh, other places as well. Uh, Steve Glenn, I really appreciate you joining me today. Absolutely. Good to be here. So I saw that you, uh, you did some graduate work at Harvard in the design, urban design space. Are you originally from the East Coast or are you from, I know you live in LA now. Uh, well, I was actually born in Mexico, but I grew up in, <clears throat> excuse me, North Carolina. And uh, my, the first thing I ever wanted to be was an architect. I had um, books on Frank Lloyd Wright, Legos and blocks. Um, I got to college and I got involved in technology, which is where I spent my um, career before uh, starting uh, Living Homes. But I still thought that I might go into design. So I did do that, that program uh, at Harvard, and I really learned there that I had neither the talent nor temperament to be uh, uh, to be an architect, at least a good <laughs> architect. But 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 I learned about developers and realized that if you actually care about the quality of the built environment, developers are much more important than architects because they set the agenda. They actually hire great architects or not, and they let them do great things or not. So I, right. I said, well, someday I, I I should I should do that someday. I should. I should become a developer because I, I don't have talent in my own opinion to be a great architect, but I'd love to help great architects um, do great things. Um, did you, when you, when you were studying design at all, you know, it was, uh, from correct. Was it back in like late eighties or around 1990 ish? In the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Was there uh, what was your particular point of view or did you even have one on prefab uh, at that time? Oh, no clue. No clue. It w- wasn't even part of the, the conversation. Was not. Interesting. Um, yeah, as you said, you, you sort of worked in tech for about 20 years. And then it sounds like you were waiting for an opportunity to sort of come back into that development space. Um, or did it happen organically? Or how, how did Living Homes get started? Uh, well, no, I, I kind of, when I was in that program, I said, someday I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully do design. I didn't 
um, or development. I, I didn't know <clears throat> how long I would be in tech, um, but I had um, started a company which was uh, early, uh, too early, a social media company called People Inc. And um, we raised a lot of money and, and, and did some cool stuff. And I it brought in a CEO uh, to, to really move us into the B2B space uh, when the um, market crashed uh, NASDAQ in, in 2000 um, and uh, took some time off and, and uh, did some nonprofit work and then um, and then felt like it was the right time to get into real estate. Um, and my, my thesis for a business came very quickly. I concluded that there was a large and growing number of people who, like me, really value design, health, and sustainability. Uh, uh, so, you know, we're driving Priuses and shopping Whole Foods and, and buying some, some furniture from Design Within Reach, probably more from uh, Ikea and Reading Dwell and Wired and, um, and buying from Patagonia and Apple. So as I just illustrated, there were lots of companies back then that, that, um, uh, that, that offered products and services that uh, reflected the kind of value we placed on great form and functionality and health and sustainability. But the production home builders, KB Home, Lennar, Pulte, NBR, et cetera, they weren't building for us. So that was, that was the, 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 the idea behind living homes. We're going to, we're going to, um, uh, address the needs of the cultural creatives. You saw, uh, you know, a niche or an opportunity, obviously, in the in the building space. Um, can you just give us a little rundown on uh, why Plant Prefab, um, your factory built home company, uh, and also just you know other prefabricated uh, methods or modular, um, just from your expertise in the space, like what uh, what makes sense about it from an environmental and also from a cost perspective? Uh, well, two, I think, two very different questions, I guess. But um, so yeah. the first one is what, why, why prefab? Um, so prefab um, can give you a number of advantages. Um, frankly, I, I think, um, well, it, it's important to make a distinction. There are different systems. There's HUD code, uh, there's modular, there's panelized, um, and there's kit build. I'm going to speak mostly about modular because that's what we've been doing, although we, we introduced a new building system that, that also integrates uh, panels recently. But Very mostly cool. what we've done is modules. And, and, and so the advantages of modular um, construction versus site build is, first of all, time, actually. That's the biggest single advantage you almost always see because you can build in in parallel to the site work, you know, the site guys can always have to do things uh, sequentially, linearly, uh, right? They you have to do the grading and the <clears throat> foundation and utilities and really get the site prepped before you can do framing and, and electrical and plumbing and the finish work. So it's a very linear process. You're subject to the vagaries of weather and subcontractors. In contrast with modular, construction while that site work is happening you can be building off-site so right. uh, that can give you 30 50 percent advantages on the schedule that's huge um, there can be cost advantages not always the case but if you're building in an area if your factory happens to be in an area that's much lower cost than the labor rates um, for local construction then it can be more expensive uh, sorry less expensive right 
Um, you can have quality advantages. Um, this, of course, vary by factory, but um, because you're dealing with an indoor all-weather facility and um, some factories like ours employ pretty extensive QA, quality control, uh, quality assurance uh, processes and, and personnel, and, um, I, uh, and then you can employ levels of automation to build things with precision and high quality. And from a sustainability perspective, I was just going to kind of interject for a second. Like you guys are doing the state, um, the state safety, you know, certifications and permitting and all that stuff um, for this on the state level. You're doing that at the factory, right? Yeah, although that doesn't that that that's not a sustainability initiative. That's just that's how um, uh, it, it, this tends to work in most states. The state tends to be responsible for inspections at your factory, as opposed to local municipalities. Um, with, with specific respect to sustainability, because you asked about that, um, uh, you don't, the only sustainability you, you'll more often than not always get is less waste. Um, uh, factories tend to be pretty good about um, more precisely clarifying the materials they need before they order it. Um, and some like ours will take great care. We, we, we just actually, announced um, Wednesday and Earth Day's 50th anniversary, we're recycling 100% of our um, uh, wood waste. Um, so- um, That's incredible. He's good about that. But um, that's the only thing you sort of typically get for free in sustainability. The rest of that, that, that has to do more with how you source materials and, and design the home, whether you're, you're sourcing, um, uh, energy efficient materials and, and, and building in a, in a responsible way with respect to energy and water and the fixtures, whether they're water wise and the appliances, whether they're energy efficient. That's not something that, that a factory will define. Uh, sorry. Um, uh, architects define part of that. And then right. the factory has to source responsibly. And we are very careful about how we source our materials uh, regardless. Of, of, of whether that's something that's important to uh, to our clients or their or, or their architects, and there are some additional cost savings if, if I'm not mistaken. The bigger a project that you're doing is is that also correct? Um, there there can be, mm -hmm. but you know our material. I mean, um, we pay the same for materials that any site GC would pay. Now, to the degree that you're larger and doing more mo um, volume than a site GC, well then of course you'll pay less for those materials. Right. Um, but there certainly are large GCs that get good pricing on material. That's interesting. Yeah, to know about like the bidding and, and how that, or the procurement, how that happens. Um, so a, a part of what you've done with living homes, you know, we're talking about sustainability is, uh, you know, that's, that's the design end of the firm. So, you know, working uh, since, was it 2000, Four that you got started with with living homes. Uh, six. Two thousand six. Um, so you've been yeah. in the design space for quite a, quite a while now. What have you seen since you guys launched you know, in the last 10, 14 or so years, as far as I guess either clients or developers, as you said, who are really the you know, the driving force behind implementing this stuff and, and scaling it? Um, what, you know, have you seen any changes in the last decade uh, in that sustainability um, thing? I know you're you're a passionate about the environment and, and helping so uh sure yeah no there there there's just there seem 
A, there's more interest, um, which is awesome um, in terms of uh, consumers and developers with whom we work, architects. B, there's more requirements to build in a more responsible way from cities. And then C, there's just more and more materials um, from building product manufacturers to, to, to make all this easier. That's great. Uh, what are, what's next for plant prefab, I guess, and what's next for living homes? Do you guys, are you excited about a particular area um, of the space? Uh, you mentioned the panelized construction. Uh, are there any specific materials that you guys are playing around with that, that uh, really got you jazzed up? Um, you know, I'm not on the front lines of materials, so sadly I'm, I'm not the one to ask about that. Um, Okay. But um, I mean, we're just uh, we're we're seeing a, a major increase in in demand <clears throat> um, for um, for prefab, um, and you know our niche is doing custom design. That's our focus. We we work with any architect who, um, as long as they design to our design guidelines, which is um, uh, on our website, we can build for them, and 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 we're. we're so, so we're you know mainly focused on cities, on cities because that's where you find it. Mm -hmm. um, the, the 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 greatest demand for for, for custom projects, um, and we're we're just seeing more and more interest. Um, I know you guys did some work uh, after the Malibu fires a couple years ago, um, both in kind of offering a solution for folks who are looking to fast track their um, their building, you know, their rebuilding of their their homes that were burnt down. Uh, do you have any other uh, initiatives, you know, that you're, that you're doing? Do you see any, um, any movement for your business in sort of like helping solve some other issues in here uh, in LA, like homelessness or um, yeah, I mean, we, lack we, of housing? We um, uh, introduced last year a new affordable uh, uh, housing building system with uh, Brooks Scarpa. It's called Nest. It's on our site. Um, we won a, a million dollar grant from LA County uh, with the team we put together with Brooks Scarpet and Community Corp uh, for a project that uses Nest in Santa Monica. Nice. Uh, probably be 12 to 16 units. Uh, it's currently in um, design. Um, so um, uh, we're super excited about affordable housing, permanent supportive housing, homeless housing, um, and we're uh, We've done two affordable housing projects uh, already. This will be our first one in California. We're really excited about it. And, uh, you know, what can people do? What can cities do uh, to, to make that happen? What can investors do or what should they know, I guess, um, about how to make that happen on a larger scale, perhaps? Do you have any ideas about that? Sorry, to make, to, to, to make what happen? Just uh, the implementation or the use of, you know, modular in building these, uh, you know, affordable housing, like, um, you know, it, it seems like a great idea. It, it seems like it's working. It seems like it, it, it helps create more housing in a shorter period of time. Um, so I'm just wondering, are there uh, certain initiatives or are there, um, you know, things that can be done to help move that forward? For your company well, and then also for the whole space i mean it's a question specifically about affordable housing um i i don't um i don't think there should be any initiatives um that specifically target um uh, 
uh, modular production for affordable housing. I mean, mod modular production or prefab should just be a means towards an end. Um, mm -hmm. uh, there should be more funding, and luckily there, there is tending to be more funding in California for affordable housing. Um, the, um, there should be either some combination of requirements or intent to do it as efficient as possible. If the site guys figure out how to do it as fast or as cost effective or better than the prefab guys, well then great, then they should win. Maybe they'll employ robots. So, so <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know that I, I think that there should be anything at the macro level that targets modular. Now, there are of course companies like us and, and, and others who, who believe we can and seem to have um, the data to, to, to back this up that currently we can do things quicker and more uh, uh, efficiently uh, from a, a, a cost standpoint, um, at least in, in big urban areas um, than the site folks. And um, uh, we, we've been fortunate to raise some money to do that. Um, other companies have been too. And so the investment community hopefully will continue to support those of us who aspire to do this more efficiently. That's great. Um, and then for plant prefab, are you guys planning on expanding? Do you have any, uh, you know, what are your plans in the next, next couple of years? Yeah, no, we, we, um, we will clearly build more factories and we will, um, uh, we will uh, 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 hopefully be in a position to uh, uh, serve um, 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 more and more um, people across the country. That's awesome. Uh, you know, our working definition of sustainability here, because it is a big topic, is basically the, the joining, it's the USGBC, the, the joining of people, profit, and planet. Um, and it sounds like, you know, with the right approach and certainly a lot of smarts and a lot of experience, um, you know, you've been able to implement that in a, in a really good business, the right space, the right time. Um, I appreciate you, you joining me. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about either you know, ways that folks can uh, get in contact with you or your company or you know, anything, closing thoughts, just about um, sustainability and, and kind of where we're at right now and where we're headed? Um, well, again, you know, more and more cities, uh, states are requiring that you build in a, in a responsible way, which is awesome. And yeah. more and more consumers care about it. So that's great. Um, uh, because the built world is a, has an enormous impact, it, frankly, more than transportation, more than manufacturing oh, yeah. on sustainability. So these are positive trends. Um, um, there are a bunch of us out there who are trying to, to build in a more responsible way, more and more. Um, and um, and that, that's, that's, um, that's a positive trend in, in a world where there are many trends with respect to climate change that are not so positive. So um, uh, you can find out more about us at plantprefab.com. Awesome. I will, uh, if anybody wants to get in touch with Steve uh, and find out more about their specific process, um, plantprefab.com. Thank you, Steve Glenn, for joining us today and uh, best of luck with your continued growth. Thank you, Ian. Appreciate it. <laughs>